0: Hey Steg fans, Griffin here with a couple of notes at the top of this week's episode. Up first, I don't know if you guys know this, but in the past week since last episode, a little book called Absolute Carnage No. 1 came out. That's Donnie and Ryan's magnum opus, and we're going to be talking about it in all of its glory in this episode, so if you have not read it, this is an official spoiler warning. And uh, it's Saturday, folks, so if you haven't read it, what the hell are you doing? Go read Absolute Carnage No. 1. It's incredible. Second note. Donnie and Ryan are on the road right now promoting the book. So they're at a couple of cons, a couple of signings. So uh, they're not in their traditional recording settings this week. Instead, they're screaming in a hotel room. So that's fine. Um, I promise I made uh, I made the episode sound as nice as possible. And uh, you may it may sound a little echoey at times. I may sound a little robotic at times. I promise you it's all good. That's just the way that the audio is set up this week. And we'll be back to our usual stuff uh, next time. But thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy the episode. stag man and his amazing friends oh it's absolute carnage boys how's it going everybody welcome back to Stegman man and his amazing friends it's a it's a huge week for uh for our favorite podcasters here ryan is here donny cates is here how's it going boys it's good we
1: absolute carnage came out this week we're the hottest Uh, creators in the world Uh, and then we have a friend here who's uh
2: who's also makes comics
3: he is a creator yeah
2: i
1: mean (laughs) am
3: i an amazing friend Mm -hmm. though oh yeah oh Oh, you're an
2: amazing friend you are not however the new gold standard for marvel events oh
3: well la di da according to newsarama yeah yeah
2: that's right the beautiful people at newsarama yeah (laughs)
0: Wait, who's here? Who's here? It's Frank Thierry. The one and only... It's fucking
3: Frank Thierry. That's right. Fucking Frank Thierry, motherfuckers. That's right. (laughs) Oh, fucking Frank Thierry, motherfucker. This is not going to be PG-13. It never
0: is. (laughs) We only ever put the explicit tag on because we knew you'd eventually be here, Frank. So good to have you.
3: (laughs) There you go. Yeah, well, everybody's got a shitty podcast for me to do lately. I did fucking... (laughs) Joe Casadas, Drink and Draw, fucking a few weeks ago. He, he vampire fucking poor Dan and Dave's podcast, and now I'm doing, uh, now you've got a fucking pack podcast. Now. Hey, we're trying to get him on the show here. Be cool, be cool. Yeah, you be know, cool. Don't, we we don't
2: people listen to this, Frank. It's not like your other friend's podcast that no one fucking listens don't to, That no one right? gives a we fuck have, about? Yeah,
3: we have fans, buddy.
2: All right. That we love.
0: Absolutely, to death, honestly. Um we, we uh we met a, a a solid amount of you guys over at the Vault of Midnight signing. Me and Ryan were there. It was awesome to see some of you in person. Thanks for coming out to that, and thank you to everybody that's been reading and raving about Absolute Crunch number one. You guys have a whole bunch of Twitter questions. That's what we're getting to this episode. Um and folks that have emailed in with the mailbag episode, uh we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Maybe next week, <laughs> we'll see. Um, I want to do an
2: episode. I want to do an episode where it's all negative emails and tweets. It's all people telling <laughs> Isn't that us. Is that your now. usual episode? I mean, that's <laughs> that's my usual day every day. <laughs> But I want to encourage people to send us their most vitriolic hate and and the things that they hate about our books, because I want to address
3: all of it. You'll probably get some hate after (laughs) this. Well, what you want. Exactly.
1: We went to lunch with my eight-year-old today, and I was having him ask Donnie the questions that he asked me that I couldn't answer about Absolute Carnage, because I didn't know the answers.
2: He was like, now, is Cletus alive? (laughs) <laughs> or is it a, a, a corpse? He was really, you know, mm-hmm. really upset
1: about it. No, he's, he, only wants, he wants to know about Carnum only. Yeah,
2: Carnum,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, Donnie, I know for one that when I was going through the Twitter, there was at least someone that was like, oh, man, I was really hoping... That someone would annoy Donnie enough with these questions that he would just quit Twitter already. know. No, I and... saw that. Someone was like, "I hope I can.
2: I hope someone pisses Donny off so much that he quits Twitter." <laughs> like, I, I mean, you have to go way out of your way. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it's not going to be that hard. I think about quitting every fucking day. I think we all do. <laughs> <Yes. right>, man. Fuck <laughs> Twitter, man. Yes.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about Frank's uh, tie to it. Uh, yes.
0: Sorry. About. Yes. Yeah, yeah so, Frank, uh, you've got a You've got a tie in. Yeah,
2: let me let me yeah. before uh, for people who don't know, who have just who have either just jumped onto Absolute Carnage or are just listening to the show and maybe waiting on stuff. Frank's kind of been involved with the whole Venom saga leading up to Absolute Carnage for a while now. Um, uh, most notably, uh, he wrote the Web of Venom, Venom uh, Cult of Carnage, mm-hmm. which detailed um, Cletus's kind of return to Doverton. Um, which uh, is a is a, a massive setup for the event and kind of explains just why uh, a Courage is so goddamn strong because he absorbed uh, a, like like a hundred thousand codexes exactly. essentially. Yeah, no,
3: yeah, he was Pokemon collecting. That yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> and then set the whole goddamn town on fire and burnt a spiral into it and stuff. So um, you know, if mm-hmm. you're interested, if you've read Absolute Courage, you you're interested about like for instance. John Jameson, how yes. he got to be uh, kind of infected and stuff. Frank Teary's the man to ask. So uh, Frank is um, um, is uh, 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 gracious enough to help us out even more on Absolute Carnage by writing not one but two uh, tie-ins to it. So you want to tell us about that?
3: Yeah. Um, well, first off, I guess uh, for those who read the Occult of Carnage, we find that um, at the end of that, if you read that, you find that. We learn that John Jameson has been compromised and Mr. Knight is in danger. Um, when we pick up on Lethal Legion, and uh, Lethal Legion, Le- um, Lethal wrong Protectors. Company. Le- wrong company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually wrote a book called Lethal Legion. That was a. Uh, is it a DC? No, it's a, it's a Bad Guy Marvel book. Oh, really? Yeah, Aven- um, Avenger, uh, okay. Anyway, uh, so Lethal Protectors, we pick up from that story. So we find out what exactly happened to, Jay, uh, to, to, to John, and we find out what happened to Misty. Um, she is not in great shape when yeah. we pick up in *The Protectors*. Um, she's in danger. We're in Ravencroft, and they're ra- they're resurrecting somebody. And I guess we'll keep that as a little Right. Solid. Yeah. So that definitely. So people who read
2: *Absolute Cars number one, you know the, the 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 big huge set piece for the end of that issue was in Ravencroft. Right. Um, and uh, if, if you want to, you know, Absolute Card is kind of designed in a way where um, all the spin-offs and all the tie-ins and stuff, there's very specific moments that you can jump off of the main story to follow. If you want to know more about, um, you know, Norman, you can go to Amazing Spider-Man. If you want to know more about Ravencroft, you know, Frank's got you Lethal Protectors. Um, so there's all kinds of little pockets that all fit in and all, all absolutely matter, um, you know, driving towards the, the ending of our, of our series.
3: As a matter of fact, we do a flashback sequence where Spider-Man and Venom are talking to Jameson, and, and we find out exactly so like how that all got yeah, set up. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah.
2: So you remember in Absolute Carnage, you know, uh, John has a little off-handed comment about like, hey, you know, uh, Spider-Man, when you called, blah 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 blah, that's that's we a see, real thing that yeah. we're gonna go and and explore in, in Frank's thing. So yeah, we
3: see that happen in in, in that book.
2: And what else are you writing? Awesome. Uh, then
3: I'm also doing um, Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, which is a which is a lot of fun. We uh, we uh, you know everybody's got that one friend that you know it's like people like why are you friends with this guy? Yeah, you. you know, yeah, Is this your intro for yourself? Is that me introducing myself? But in um, in the case of somebody like Spider Man, that's Deadpool. Sure. You know what I mean, right. like, like. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be really hard to be Deadpool's friend. Yeah. So we we start off in that issue where Deadpool does something that just Spider-Man's like, fuck it, dude. I can't take it anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, You're out. You're out. Yeah. You know, he's like, you need help. He goes, and not just like, you know, a shrink once a fucking week thing. You need like a team. You know what I mean? (laughs) A team of motherfuckers watching you like not. so So he's like, go see this guy, you know, in Ravencroft, John Jameson. He goes, and then if you don't until you do that, I don't even really want to talk to you. So as we know, who's in Ravencroft Carnage and, yeah. the, and and the gang, you know what I'm saying? And then,
2: and then everything mm-hmm. goes really well up here, yes. right? Oh wonderful. He gets fixed, he's a nice guy yeah, now. Yeah. And, yeah. and and the end. Uh, and so, you know, people <laughs> maybe who don't who who don't follow Deadpool that closely or anything like that, you know, Deadpool very noticed or Notably, has worn the the Venom symbiote. Yeah. Um, so absolutely has a codex. Absolutely is a target. Is there's even there more like-
3: so to that as we find out about the end. There's something special in particular about Deadpool that makes him attractive to Carnage, and we reveal that at the end of the great uh, issue. So. Yeah.
2: Well, that's what's so cool about the event, right? Is that like I remember when when um, uh, uh, Ryan and I flew out to New York to do an Absolute Carnage summit. And, uh, you know, Frank lives there. And so uh, that night, we all went out to a bar and Frank was there. And these tie-ins are all so simple. Uh, yeah. They're all, you know, because you just kind of pick a little corner of somebody who has a target and then you just can kind of blow it out from there. And now it's cool, we got you to talk about this now. Now we know at the end of Absolute Carnage, there's not one but two. Carnage is running around now. You got right, your, your, your. Spoiler. Your, yeah. yeah. You got, spoiler alert. You got, yeah. You, got, you got Cletus Cassidy, who's our, our dark car, carnage, god power. And then you have Norman Osborn, who thinks he's Cletus Cassidy. And the power dynamic between those guys is be really interesting as we go forward. Um, but it's cool because he has this huge army, as we also mm-hmm. saw. And so they're just, you know, they're kind of just painting the Marvel universe red. And so. They can be in all places at all times, right. yep. and so all these tie-ins can have a big bad. Norman if shows up,
3: for spoiler alert, Norman shows up in one of my books. I won't tell him which. Yeah, yeah know, that's what's good.
2: great. It's like you can have the big, big bad be in our book an sure. Absolute Carnage, and we can kind of follow him closely, but like then you have uh, uh, a possibly even more insane fucking carnage running around Norman. Um, and so it's really interesting. We get to, you know, so many times in these big events you have a big bad who's just reserved for the main title, right? And so all the other titles kind of have to, um, you know, uh, move stuff around and try and find something that's really like important to get you going. With absolute carnage, every book could be someone's end. Like, mm-hmm. like ev- anyone can die in any of these. Well, books. I kill, and, I kill,
3: I kill some motherfuckers. And I, <laughs> I think honestly, brain. I yeah. think
2: honestly, every every writer that I've talked to in their events, someone gets fucking dropped. Yeah, I you drop, know? I
3: drop a couple people. I, I each book, in each book, I, I kill people. I mean, so. it is a, yeah. it, I mean, it is I, what it
2: is. It is what, right? it, is what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is that, like, it's a murder event. I mean, yeah. it's a big horror. A horror, horror, event, a horror event, you know, and horror is toothless unless there's bodies that yeah. get dropped, you know.
3: Like when I uh, was doing um, the Web of Venom, Cult of Carnage, I treated that as a horror. Of course, yeah, it was yeah, a horror course. story. Sure. That was Stephen King. That yeah, makes, absolutely. I mean? Yeah, X Files. That was horror. Yeah. He, if you yeah. guys haven't read the Cult
2: of Carnage issue, it's fucking great. It's actually if you read the Carnage Born issue that I wrote, you didn't treat the Cult of Carnage as a direct like Did, following that line. I
1: mean, Danilo Baruth draw that too. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Sure.
2: So it's like the kind of the, the exact same through line, which has been so cool. You know, we don't really talk about this, like the the absolute carnage setup, up, like the road to it, has been so cool and so unique because we've been able to um, uh, build Carnage's story on the on the sideline, right? Right, with these like tie in issues leading up to it. So we've been able to follow Venom, and it's so cool as a as a reader, right? Because. You know a bunch of shit that Eddie doesn't, right? And right? so as Eddie's like losing his symbiote and thinking it's cancer and all these things, you're like, no, motherfucker, no! You don't know what's coming, you know? It's so cool, and so to to see it finally explode in Absolute Carnage number one, and, and and see how people have been reacting to it is so fucking. Nobody awesome. likes
1: it, which is a bummer. Well, that's uh, a drag, that's, yeah, which, you know. And sell to a. Well, but now
2: it's so much fun because like um, the first issue has gone over so well. But, like, knowing what Ryan and Frank and I know about what oh, yeah. what, what comes next, <laughs> yeah. people have no fucking clue how bad it's about to get. Yeah,
1: somebody was saying at the show today that they uh, they love the cliffhanger of issue one, and... I told him straight up I was like the, the one in issue 2 is better the one in issue 3 is
2: better the one in issue oh 4 God, is yeah. better like the one in issue 3 especially yeah I mean, this, this cliffhanger
3: is in this shit all over the place yeah. it's like fucking you know absolute cliffhanger yeah Yeah. well
2: like especially you know Frank was actually talking to me about how um, about how Lethal Protectors ends uh, today yeah. and the cliffhanger of Lethal Protectors how it ends and how it kind of like, there's a big piece of information at the end of *Leave* the *Protectors* mm-hmm. that like is 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 um, how do I I don't want to give anything away. It's important. Yeah. Uh, one of the characters learns a very important piece of the puzzle that'll be very um, uh, impactful yeah. and terrifying. Tell me off, Mike. Yeah. I, I yeah. will tell you off, Mike. Yeah. I'll
3: tell you there's something else about *Leave* *Protectors* that's fun. Is, Who's the cast? Well, that's it, the thing. Yeah, the ca- okay, the yeah. cast is, is basically. It's a maximum carnage reunion. reunion right, there. yeah. I mean you got Shriek in there, you got Doppelganger, uh, you got Iron Fist, Col- you got you Col- got Broken Dagger, dagger you got what? that well alright, I was gonna save that, but that lock is <laughs> <up. All right. laughs> Thanks for spoiling that asshole. It's, like, <laughs> it's a <laughs> fucking sport. that's like a big fucking reveal in my fucking uh, dick. Anyway Again, a lot of people <laughs> listen to this, right? <laughs> oh well. <laughs> uh that block uh firestar and uh mobius that's okay. dope what a yeah. cool cast
2: yeah that's the thing is like people have been asking me for so long and 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 probably ryan as well like hey is this person gonna be in it is this person right. gonna be in it and like you know we've been saying this entire time hey look if it's someone who's been important in venom's past or in Carnage's past or in these big big events they're fucking there. Yeah, like they, yeah. they, 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 like, like, like you guys can stop asking questions because the answer is always yes. Well,
1: no, they've started to get pretty rant, like pretty deep in there. With, oh yeah, with yeah, 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 But I'm like, it happens off panel. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why we have a huge
2: mass grave at the beginning of issue one because yeah. if we missed anybody, we can be like, oh, they're they in, were the in there. They're were They these. were in that grave there.
3: No, they're in there. <laughs>
2: Well, that all sounds awesome, man. Um, For anybody who's interested in finding out more about uh, Frank's tie-ins or anything, Frank uh, will will, will be, uh, you know, tweeting a storm up about it and talking about it. Why don't you tell him uh, what your handle is? Frank Thierry on uh, the Twitters. Yeah, at at Frank Thierry. And, uh, you know, you can find out more about that and follow all that. But let's get into... He's also
1: very active in the comments section on Pornhub.
3: Yeah. yeah but that's but it's that's, not a, it's a, 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 yeah I, I use the name Ryan Stegman.
1: we'll just say yeah. this he, he has very specific taste
3: he's okay. at perfectly frank
2: on there <laughs> um all right so i think we should get into some questions right we're gonna
0: kick it off with our pal uh dan gavosden okay so quick question about continuity fun right Uh, When did Eddie Brock and Norman Osborn learn that Peter is Spider-Man? Unless I'm mistaken, that seemed new for Abscarn. Yes, that's what I'm calling it now.
2: So at the end of Dan Slott's run on Spider-Man in the go-down swinging arc, um, uh, Peter, in in order to fight um, the Red Goblin, which was Norman Osborn uh, wearing the Carnage symbiote, Peter... um, uh, uh, put the black costume on put the symbiote on, the Venom symbiote Eddie gave it to him to help him fight Um, <clears throat> now it's a little bit like off panel type shit right and we haven't really like directly like I-, I guess said this but it's always been I remember when Ryan and I started on Venom it was my contention that I remember asking like Devin and Nick I was like hey Eddie knows who Peter is right because he got the symbiote back right. after right. it was on Peter I always thought he knew right and they were like, well, it's kind of up in the air, and we really decided, and I was just like, well, dude, if he doesn't know who that Peter is Spider-Man, it really fucks up Eddie's origin as Venom, right. because if he doesn't know that Peter is Spider-Man, if you were to ask Eddie, hey, how did you become this, what would his answer be? Because his origin is directly tied to knowing who Peter yeah, yeah, yeah. is, the right. Spider-Man, right? And so, you know... I'll cop to the idea that we maybe glossed over it and just assumed that, like, that was canon. And it hasn't really been directly stated. But to answer your question, it's my contention that as soon as he got his symbiote back, he would have known that it's...
1: In the Donnie and Stegmaniverse, he yeah. knows Peter's
0: identity. Yeah,
2: yeah. Next, Next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I think um, a lot of people were kind of sounding off in the comments, bringing that exact response up for Eddie. I think a lot of more people were uh, intrigued to find out how how Normie knows that Peter is Spider Man.
2: Um, yeah, because in the in the issue, uh, Spider Man walks in and says, "This is my godson, Normie. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hey, look,
2: this is what happens when you get get a behind-the-scenes podcast, all right? Because the answer is hashtag players fuck up, all right? Um, I just assumed that uh, after the events that, um, uh, I don't know, Normie doesn't... Is this the
1: first time you've been asked this? Yeah. (laughs) Normie, Normie
2: doesn't seem like the brightest kid in the world, so maybe he wasn't paying attention.
1: Yeah, there you go.
2: You know, because, like, we have a we, we have an easy cop-out for that in um, in Absolute Carnage number one, when they're in the diner mm-hmm. scene. Spider-Man and Eddie are sitting at the booth together, right? And mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. couldn't allow Dylan to know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. So I was like, put headphones on him. Right. And, and we have an easy out of, like, right, he, right. he can't hear them talking, you know? So maybe we should just keep on yeah. putting headphones on anybody who...
3: Uh... I wish <laughs> I had headphones on now. <laughs> hey, hey Frank. It's a big world. You're welcome to leave anytime you
2: want. You, you're, you're not under arrest, I'm, walk, right?
3: I'm walking out. <laughs>
2: um, so look, I don't know. Um, you know what? Uh, I will, I will invoke uh, my spirit animal, Stan Lee, and say, "You just want a no prize, sir."
1: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well done.
3: I'm to fuck you
0: up. <laughs> uh, Normie had, uh, Normie had AirPods in. So. Oh, you fine. Just, yeah. 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 Good. That's yeah, that <laughs> great.
3: That yeah, sounds great. Works. Yeah.
2: Uh, not to throw anyone under the bus. I'm not. It's obviously that's that's on me. But mm-hmm. Nick Lowe is always so good yeah. at like being like, no, no, he doesn't. No, 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 no. He knows. Like, like Nick Lowe is like is the is like the um, like the universal yes. hive mind of like Spider Man knowledge. And I think I sometimes just write with the with the impression that if I fuck it up, someone will catch it. Because, right. look, I mean...
3: Mm-hmm. So it's, it's Nick Lowe's fault.
2: No, i no, <laughs> It's obviously my fault. I will say this, though. Like, you know, I am just... Um, you know, they don't... Marvel doesn't hire the biggest fans. They hire the best writers. And I'm not saying that I'm the best writer in the world, but I'm just saying that, like, um, I'm just human like everybody else, and I haven't read every issue of every comic ever published. And so sometimes you fuck up, you know? And so... Um, luckily that one's not the biggest one in the world. Donnie's
1: covered in sweat right now. Yeah, I, swearing I, I swearing. it does fuck me cuz
2: I tend to think of our run is is generally pretty good with canon, you know, and um, Oh, it's really good. With I'm of continuity. Well, dude. I,
3: they always have to flag me on shit? I mean, that's you what, mean? what I, that's I mean,
2: that is ultimately why we have editors, um, but it is um, especially at Marvel, I mean, you're dealing with 80 years of continuity, you know. Um and so um yeah, I mean I'll, I'll say this. Whoever has the best explanation for that on we'll, Twitter will we'll get a no prize. We'll, we'll use, use We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: a good, great idea. <laughs> I the that. best explanation. I'll tell you what. The,
2: I'll, I'll go one step further. The best explanation of why Normie knows that, I will send you a free episode card that I sign.
4: There
0: hey. you go. Uh, the Amazing bento bo- uh, Banto Bandit. Um, were you guys aware of how completely insane the director's cut release of Absolute Carnage would be uh, referring to the fact that it's 308 pages um, have, it's got the, uh, the script no in there, the cover gallery, sketch, inks uh, and a whole bunch of stuff geez, for eight bucks. Bucks. so it's 60, really?
1: 60 pages and then,
2: uh, and then my entire script Right. And then all of his pencils, all of JP's inks, all of Frank's colors. With no letters. Wow. With no letters. It's gorgeous. It's, it's, it's
1: only... It's digital. It's digital. Oh, it's only digital. Yeah. yeah. And then
2: um, And i going to print that
3: out? Did you print that shit out? A
2: cover gallery in the back. Right. Well, if you printed it out, it'd be fucking 50 bucks. You know yeah, I mean? Well, it's 300 pages, you know? Yeah,
3: people will fucking buy that shit. You know?
1: Um, yeah, no. They they asked me to send all the pencils Uh. and told me why. And then I didn't think much about how big this thing was going to be, and then somebody on Twitter asked me, uh, why is it 300 pages? And I was like, I have no clue. Yeah, we had no idea. (laughs)
2: And I also didn't know, um, A, I mean, look, here's the thing. I write so many fucking books that I miss shit a lot with, like, um, emails from Marvel and stuff, so it's entirely possible that they did send me an email about this, but I didn't know there was going to be a director's cut, and I didn't know that my script was going to be in it, and I... I get a I little pitching <laughs> up.
3: I would yeah, I get Exactly. Way, yeah, I I'm get a little way,
2: I get a little weird when my scripts are published because essentially, you know, and Frank and Ryan know this Comic scripts are essentially a letter that's mm. yeah. only ever gonna be read by like two people. Two people. I think
1: that's it. cool about them though. Like, I Alan do too. And like people and...
2: people people can see that my how like casual, especially the scripts between you and me are. Mm. Yeah. because like, Ryan and I have been working together for so well, long. Ryan, now. figure this out. Yeah, Ryan, exactly. Ryan do something Yeah, you know, mean, no, I do the same thing.
3: Yeah. yeah. It, it's <laughs> my my uh, also like sometimes like my my scripts would be like dumbed down because you, you want to make sure that the person's understanding what you're saying and, right. this and that you know what I mean uh, especially if there's an, a language issue or something like that sure. you want to be make sure that you are clear so it might not you know if you I'm <laughs> like you I would want to take mine and like alright if this is gonna be for public consumption right. I want to clean this shit up and there. they never
2: asked me but I I didn't I, 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 I saw that my script was published and I uh, I texted Devin Lewis who's our editor and I was like hey man did you here's here's the my biggest concern with my script is that because Ryan and I have Venom planned out for so long in my scripts pretty regularly you spoil I tip. say yeah. I say like hey make sure you're focusing on whatever here because we're doing that thing and this thing yeah, in the yeah, future right, blah, right. blah 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 you know I say it all the time right and so I, the, my main worry was, like, my, oh, my God, I hope somebody went through this and fucking redacted shit. And Devin sent me an email back, and, or a text back, and he was like, yep, I took all that shit out. I took every time that you say, like, fucking shit and ass and, shit oh, yeah. and bullshit out. That's my whole script. That's all and, my, my script is. And Devin is the sweetest man. guy in the world. You know what else he took out? And, like, I'm going to ruin it right, right now. He took out every instance of me asking questions to, to the editors. Oh, yeah. Like, instances where I would go, like, hey, like, who all should be in this scene? Like, who's on this team? Right, right, like, right, who right, is, right. I, Like, can you get me some reference for, like, what are these symbiote's names or whatever? like, Because, like, sometimes when you're writing a script, like, I know, like... You know, I can rattle off the top of my head, you know, phage and lasher and agony yeah. and scream and shit like that. But sometimes when you're just like banging through a script, you're not in that mindset. And so that's when you have editors and interns to like go and do research. <laughs> but if you read that script, Devin rewrote those pieces where I sound like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like I am on my game. Good for him. And I was like, like Devin, I know. I was like, that is so sweet of you to protect me like that. To like make me seem like I know what the fuck I'm doing. So you, the script you're reading is. Um, Yeah, the spirit of it is true. Like, how, like, Ryan and I communicate. It was
1: mostly right, yeah.
2: Yeah, but there's some pieces in there for sure that, like, you know, where it says, like, you know, Carnage hits Eddie in the face so hard. I want you guys to all realize that that script read, Eddie, or Carnage punches Eddie in his fucking face and it bashes (laughs) his stupid fucking brains out. You know, like, that's, because, like, I write scripts because I want Ryan to get excited. You know, I want everyone who's like mm-hmm. drawing their shit to get stoked, you know, in the same way that I do. Um, but to answer the question, yeah, I had no idea that was happening. It's so cool, though. I, I can't it think was of another.
1: Cool. We, uh, well, we've been pushing them forever to do a director's cut of Venom Number One, but we were thinking in print. But I didn't even think about the fact that they could do some yeah. comics. Well, we should still
2: do that one. I mean, that's well. You know what, you guys, that's what inspired this podcast. Is that we? Is that is it? You know, Ryan and I are talkers, and we get on the phone. We talk forever about process and the behind the scenes things. And we, we we pushed and pushed and pushed uh, to get that first issue put out with only Ryan's pencils and, like, maybe some back matter of, like, you were like, talking Or to, J.P. Zink's, either. Or J.P. Zink's, yeah. Right. Um, and I think, like, it was a time problem. It was, like, a time constraint. I think they uh, were
1: just like, screw you guys. Leave us alone. We got other shit to think about. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, we're just, they were... Uh, and so we were like, well, so fuck it. Let's just do it. Let's just, you know, yeah. go do it. And that's... We'll be doing that for Absolute Carnage too, which will probably be our longest podcast we ever fucking do. Yeah, it's it's massive.
0: <laughs> uh, and I think everybody's looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, no, that's awesome. And the great news is that it's uh, I think it's still only eight bucks. So if uh, if for some reason you haven't got your copy yet and uh, you don't mind going digital, check out the director's cut. Uh, that's super, super cool. One, uh, Chango. Are the people that get turned uh, turned by Carnage also getting traces of symbiotes in their system, like Venom? Or is it more like a virus that just takes over?
1: Well, you it gotta understand. like a virus. You can't keep <laughs> spawning new ones that he has to hunt down. Well, they all have
2: the same codex because they're all spawned out of the Grendel symbiote. Right. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and so at mm-hmm. that point, it doesn't really need to be something that Cletus would have to collect because he already has that one. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, this is mm-hmm. perfect
1: science. Okay. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> that I, I wanted to I'll make it really clear. I made that answer off the top of my head just now. works. Uh, we'll, we'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I've, I've, it worked. I, I believed it. I
1: wrote something the other day because I was writing, I had to write something and I put it in it. You know, comic book science. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the science does the science thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack, the question mark. How much time is in between the free comic book day issue and issue one? To me, it seems like uh, it's less than a couple hours.
2: Yeah. So the absolute or, or the free comic book day um, would take place in between issue 16 and absolute carnage number one. Right? Or maybe like concurrently with issue 16. And so what you're looking at is maybe 12 to 24 hours after the absolute carnage uh, 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 free comic book day story.
0: Cool. Uh, He's also wondering how long each issue of the rest of the event is going to be. I think are they all standard length from here out? Or is five longer? The second issue
1: is 21. Yeah, the second second
2: issue is 22 pages. Um, and then the rest of them are uh, regular size. The last one might be a little oversized, um, but they are not all eight dollars. They're all like you know whatever three ninety nine or whatever. The rest yeah. of them are free. No, eh, Brian. Uh, no, Donnie's no, fa- no. paying for them. He'll. Yeah, we actually worked out a deal with every comic book store on Earth where they have to pretend that it costs money. But they're in on the joke, so just go in there and go ahead and grab them and, and start walking out. Sure. They'll pretend like, oh, stop doing
3: that, or whatever, right. or they call the police. But
2: they're just just—they're bullshitting, so just go ahead and grab yeah.
3: them. I'm going to love into my ends of getting shot over this. Please, yeah, yeah. Asterix, I'm kidding. Please don't do that.
0: <laughs> Let's talk Carnage. Uh, how did you guys come up with the Ravencroft hallway scene and present it in the way that you did? Uh, what was the thought process behind it and such? And they say that they love it. They love that scene so much.
2: That is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, um, I think
1: Donnie wrote it. Um, you, you were pretty loose. So then I kind of okay yeah. in. Because oh, it's gave a weird, it
2: it's a very intricately, I mean, it, maybe it doesn't read that way for like people who haven't made comics. But that is a very intricately choreographed mm-hmm. two pages. It was
3: tough to convey mm-hmm. yeah. exactly what now, was happening. Now oh, when yeah, you guys do a fight scene. Do you tightly co- choreograph it, no. or do you you just say Ryan go? go I say Ryan go. Thing. I yeah. say Ryan go nuts.
2: I will. It depends on what kind of fight scene. Ah. If it's you know like the like in the third act of Absolute Carnage number one hallway fight with a million dudes and everything mm-hmm. like that, that's Ryan go nuts. Right, right. That's hey for these amount of pages go fucking bananas here's some captions to like right. get, give you a mood. Right. Um, and it needs to end this way. At the end of this fight scene, I need Carnage to be coming oh, Something close, like. close to Spider-Man. What the fuck? Now, if it's, you know, like for instance, the fight scene at the end of Rex, Volume 1 Rex, with with Venom and the Grendel Dragon and Null, I choreographed that out because that's a very emotional uh, right. kind of fight. Mm. That's, a, 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 that's a face-to-face emotional we're going to be settling some bullshit kind of thing you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying um with the hallway sequence with cletus walking down um and infecting everybody yeah i mean because you there's so much you have to convey and for people who don't write comics you know you can't have more than one action take place in a panel right so every panel has to be a moment frozen in time and each one of those panels has to give you another step of the, of the, of the, uh, of the thing. So, for instance, if I were to do um, a sequence of, you know, Ryan uh, uh, tying his shoes, right? Well, I can convey mm-hmm. that with one panel but with him tightening, right? Okay, that tells you but it is. But this sequence was Cletus walks, rips his chest open, pulls maggots out, Throw, sh- make sure that we show that it's maggots, mm. throws those maggots into cells, and then have each inmate infected with right. the carnage symbiote, and then back out and having them explode out into the hallway. That's so much information for two pages. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of the, of the real estate that every one of those pieces yeah. gives you. Because you can't have, again, I'm talking to people who haven't made comics, I I, I, I if this is if it sounds like I'm talking down, I'm not. But, like, you could, like for instance, you couldn't have a panel of Cletus opening his chest, and then the next panel is some maggots right? Right. in his hand.
3: No, he has to reach. Because your
2: you're, you're showing an atypical procedure, mm. right? There's no sh- mm-hmm. um, um, a visual shortcut for what's happening, because it's a thing that doesn't happen, mm. right? So you have to be very delicate about, like, open, reach in, yeah. pull out, show, throw... You know, and mm-hmm. so it it was really fucking tough, but it was a scene that we had been talking about for yeah it a didn't long seem, time. It
1: didn't seem in retrospect, looking at it, it is pretty complex, but it didn't seem difficult at the time. I think just because I had so much time prior to doing it, where I got to think about it. So yeah, once we once I started, basically I'm a genius. Well, that's the thing too. Um, I mean, like I, <laughs> I know <about> that.
2: <laughs> well, no, Ryan is a fucking pretty goddamn. <laughs> he's pretty goddamn good at his job. There's seems like that some sometimes where if I was working with someone that I didn't know or maybe someone who was a little bit newer in the industry who didn't have those same yeah. storytelling skills I would have really busted my ass paneling that out um, for anyone who, who's read the script for absolute Carnage number one it's in the digital uh, backup you can see that like panels are pages one two and three I didn't panel out any of that shit I just said Ryan big design page, mm. you know, big like we need to hit all these pieces of information just make a montage, right. pages 2 and 3, do a, do a, do a montage mm. that's what you get from uh, a creative team that's been working together for as 100%. long as Ryan and I, yeah. I had yeah. we have a, I know when to just let go and just like why am I going to bust my ass, Ryan's going like even if I had paneled it out, Ryan was going to envision it and tell yeah. it in a different way than I ever did anyway
3: well yeah. after a certain amount of time when a Especially with a partner, partnership like you guys, there's a level of trust. Exactly, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's entire sequences in Absolute Carnage where I have just on the page put, um, Ryan, I don't know how to sell this. Like this happens to this person, and this happens here. Call me if you need to call me, text right. me, whatever. Right. Let's talk about it. But this is what happens here. Let, let's talk about it. Let's move on. You know, and that's not something that you can do with somebody you just you've just met. And also, honestly, kudos to our editorial team, who trusts both of us enough to know that, like, you know, Devin, our editor, will read that and be like, eh, "Yeah, Ryan, and Donnie will figured it out." But
3: it's also, I always find it's good to, you know, talk to somebody on the phone to, have, to have, you know, it's like, you know, you don't understand something, give me a call. Don't just yeah. take it upon yourself. Like, well,
1: yeah, that's why I think that I was able to do it. Fairly easily when it came up because we had talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I talked about
2: it. Right. Yeah. I talked it through and say hey, what you the ultimately fuck is going know what again? it's supposed to be. Like, you right. know what this scene's supposed to be. And, like, I think without. Fa- like, we had that big summit where we were in the room for three days straight, like 9 a.m. to like 6 o'clock at night, every day beating it out. But even still, like, issue two and issue three, I've called Ryan and been like, hey, I'm changing some things. Is this cool? Like, let me walk you through this yeah. and everything like that. And, like, it's like Frank said. Like your story is—I mean, you know—to di- diverge a little bit for anyone who's an um, aspiring writer or anything thing like that. The best advice I can give is call your buddies. Yeah. Like yep. talk your shit through as much as humanly possible. Yep. You will beat it out just by virtue of like like having to tell a story to a human mm-hmm. being, right? Um,
1: I, I do have one thing that I'll say. This just kind of goes along with art tips, which we did in another episode. Uh, I think. My policy on this type of thing is, as an artist, I will never remove something that the writer has written. Mm-hmm. I will only add. But like, writing. Let's say
3: you have an idea, okay? Like you say, you know what? Maybe it. you would call him on the phone and say, hey, why don't we do it this way? Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, see, yeah. That's, yeah. See, that, that I always find, you know. Well, honestly, though,
2: Frank, it's actually a little bit more casual than that. Ryan doesn't even. I mean, in the beginning, you would do that, and like arc one or so, you would yeah. call me and mm-hmm. be like, "Hey, I'm thinking about changing this and shit." But I can't remember the last time he just turns pages you in. You just let him do it, and yeah. I don't. I honestly don't even know what you've changed because it just reads. I mean, and I I don't care. Right, right. At the end of the day, a good idea is a good idea.
3: Best idea wins. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Best idea wins. I'm
1: going to get credit for it either way. (laughs)
2: That's right. But again,
3: like what you've
1: written is definitely going to be there. I might just add to it. Yeah, I I
2: was talking to a new artist that I'm working with right now. And he was talking about how um, he was actually inspired by your layouts and things that you do. Oh, and he that's was, great to hear. and I'll tell you who it is off, 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 <laughs> off my. Um, but he was like, "Is that how you like? Do you put that in there?" And I was like, "Absolutely not. That's Ryan. He just goes nuts." He was like, "I'm gonna try and do some of that." And I was like, "Well, if you're gonna do that, understand that like Ryan, um, exactly what, what what you're saying. He's an additive artist. Like he never cuts shit out. But like Ryan will do like very." because, like, Ryan's a great storyteller. He's a good writer, and he knows, like, he's on board with, like, with the tone and the theme and the pacing and everything. Mm-hmm. And Ryan will do very beautiful things that you don't expect artists to do. Like, like Ryan will just put in a a silent panel. Of, if, like, if Eddie's about to say something very emotional, and I've had it go panels three to four, he'll make that where he's going to say something, panel five, and he'll just put in a panel four of Eddie taking a breath. Just being like, mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just because Ryan's looked at his page and it's just like, nah, for my design, like and for this pacing of this page, that needs to be there, you know? And that's such a fucking rare thing in comics to have somebody who just gets it and just gets like
3: you know. It's dope. Maybe it's like playing basketball. After a while you get to know everybody's moves and should be in a band. Yeah, or be in a band exactly. You know, it's it's just you get to know each other's rhythm and you know what you do best and whatnot, you know.
2: Yeah. That's why Ryan and I have decided that we're only going to work together from now on forever. Yeah,
1: and we're going to be a band. We're going to be in
2: a band. Yeah, I'm going to be on the tambourine. Yeah.
0: Uh, they were also wondering the same, uh, Let's Talk Carnage, was wondering uh, about the thought process behind the four-armed Carnage symbiotes that are released towards the end of the issue.
2: Well, I mean, that's just a callback to Maximum Carnage. I mean, it's but, doppelganger, yeah. Yeah, it's doppelganger. Now, the
1: doppelgangers in Maximum Carnage do have six arms, but I just wanted, there. there's some special reasons for, like, super doppelgangers coming up in our book. Huh. Arthur? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I'm. Yeah. About.
3: What, you, what the fuck are you talking about? It's it
1: starts in issue two. Uh, oh. Yes. <laughs> but, oh, is that why you did that? Yeah. Oh shit. So. <laughs> that's so smart, dude. Yeah. So there's there's like uh, you know if they have six arms, they're a little more. Yeah, they're the, like these ones are like super. Great. These ones are I essentially like how do, you know? many
2: It's a spider. He has spider, six and yeah, the yeah. legs, makes like a big. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do so you these, know? Are, these
1: are like doppelganger dogs, essentially. I mean, they're humans in there, but they're
2: like the they're the infantry. They're right. They're they're cannon fodder, right. essentially. You know. Um, do you know? I didn't know this. Um, you know, in the original Maximum Carnage, there's the one doppelganger, Gang, right. right?
3: You know where he comes from. So it's like Secret Wars or some shit, right? Yeah. It's, it's like a weird no, fucking... Frank, thi- it's no, it's never
1: explained ever.
3: No, that's <laughs> not true. Right? Oh, it is explained? It's from fucking Infinity Gauntlet. I it's from some shit like that, yeah. It's like a weird thing. It's fucking really from. weird. Because, yeah. like, if you read Max Courage, sh- he never explained it at he has all. Never, he's not even a thing. No, he just, just like, shows oh, up
2: oh, and there and like, because, like, Shriek is just like, Hey hey guys, cool company be my pet. And he's like, okay. And yes. it's
3: the end, right? Yeah. That's how they all kinda of get together in that. That's just yeah. like, hey, let's all just, you know, hey, let's grab this. You like murder? I like murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah let's yeah, grab yeah, this right. homeless right. guy off the street. You're with us too now.
2: We're all acting like we're better than Maximum <laughs> Carnage. It sold eight billion copies. Yeah. And our and by the way, <laughs> our premise of our book is Carnage big been like, I'm gonna murder everybody. <laughs> we're not yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're not better at all.
2: Um
1: but yeah I... We won't have a love gun though. Uh, a love bomb? <laughs> yeah. Or is that what it's called? I don't know. Love something. Yeah. What is Yeah. The end of Maximum Carnage. Yeah. They bring out a basically. They, a love bomber. It just goes on and on where they're just murdering people and they can't stop them, and then they kill. They think they kill Carnage, but then he comes back, and then the way they get him is they bring out a machine that shoots him with love. Are you serious? It's absolutely. a care bearer. If they put my well, face. It is so insane. Really? Yes. This absolutely is how. Yes. It's. Well, I gotta read this shit. I don't think you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of. That's a. That's a weird
3: series. There's a lot of drugs on that. Yeah. <laughs> involved in that too. <laughs> um,
2: well, you know what's funny is I I I have this um, this like the whatever the newest printing of Maximum Carnage like the yeah they redid it right the, they reprinted the, yeah, it right? the complete, yeah the complete. Uh, uh, omnibus or whatever the fuck it is right and just great opening i think it's Michelini who has this um uh it's like intro to it he tells this great story about going to the marvel offices and like having like like a three-day summit breaking it down and like getting everything dropping acid yeah (laughs) sacrificing a goat no but it was just it was great because i was like man here we are you know, however many, 20 yeah. years later, and like, Ryan and I are going to have a summit with, you know, like, breaking everything down. And you might but get like, a
1: red video game.
2: God damn it. <laughs> Why will someone not make us, I don't even care if it's a video game, I just want that red cartridge. Somebody God damn it. It, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: What do you mean? Didn't you see that? No. Somebody made it like a, a one-off. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, give it to me.
3: I'm, surp- I'm surprised they don't do a fucking video game of like this. Absolutely well, you know, really the right. guy, um, 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 oh, I'm blinking. with but the, now, video but... video games
1: it. are so much more complex than they were... Like, no, I know, but
3: they just do a fucking 8-bit one, oh, fuck it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, they, totally. They, they, I, I mean, dude, honestly, when I... By the time Maxim came out, uh, Carnage came out, I was out of fucking comics. I wasn't reading comics anymore, but I did play the video game. It's a good video game. That yeah. A, it's yeah. hard as fuck. Yeah, yeah. The no. hard as fuck. Yeah, When the, the game hard.
1: came out that was during your selling fireworks on the corner
3: phase... This podcast is live. We have to hear wait, about wait, this. We a minute. drop a dime <laughs> on Frank. You're right me out oh, on the fucking podcast. Rack. All right, next question. Rack. <laughs> yeah, folks, I just sell illegal fireworks. Thanks, fucking Ryan, and the fucking I police. Want, I just want everyone who's paying
2: attention to this to know that Frank just talked into the laptop as if the laptop
3: <laughs> was the microphone. I did actually do that. I, I have to confess, I did do that. All right,
0: next question. <laughs> uh, so on our other breakdown episodes, we got a lot of questions about, you know, the designs of Null and so on and so forth. And Ryan, you've got a kick-ass new design for Carnage uh, in this series. And uh, Matthew Cell. Is uh, is wondering what the what the process was for coming up with this new dark carnage look?
1: So that I mean it was easy because I'd already drawn Null. I knew he was this big lanky character. I knew that Cletus was essentially a corpse. So looks like a corpse.
2: Yeah, looks like be real okay. clear. <laughs> okay, looks, yeah, before the,
1: the Twitter exactly attack. police get on you. Uh, and so. We were sitting there doing the um, the uh, retreat to, or the summit to figure out what we were going to do in this book, and I just could see it in my head. So I sat in the room and drew it. And Donnie owns the first ever drawing of I do Dark Carnage, it's the and only
2: original piece of art I own from our Venom run. I own the first drawing ever in history. You know, he never gave Dark you Dark any carnage.
3: fucking pages. No, he didn't. What thank is, you, Frank. What a fucking thank scumbag! You for, thank, what a fucking <laughs> scumbag! Because <laughs> oh, all, scumbag, scumbag, all
2: his issues so complete. And so he's never saved me a single one. You know, I fucking made Ryan's statement. Oh. And this motherfucker. <laughs> oh. 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 Frank, I worked
3: with Frank long before I worked with you. Guys. That's true, it is true. true. You worked on something that never will yeah. see the light of day. Wait, what is
1: it? Frank and I worked together and they deemed it unpublishable. Not- <laughs> unpublishable, exactly.
2: For, I, it's, a, it, it's a coin toss if it was Ryan's fault or Frank's
3: fault. It's probably mine. The, uh, what was
1: the, it? Editors kept the editors that were working on it because we were trying something different. We were doing. Do, it was going to be
3: like a like a like
1: a Marvel.com. It
3: thing. was a Marvel.com thing. It was Contest of the Champions. It was what cool. It was. It, like, was, it, cool.
1: it was like semi animated, and I was doing. It was semi animated. Oh nice it, shit!
3: Yeah, and it was it was gonna be animated, and uh, people were gonna vote on it, who they wanted to win, and shit like that it was gonna be a big deal. That's cool. And it went absolutely. Wow. Low. And like, and does any of it still it? exist anywhere? Does I think does... it, I think you do you still I, have the pencils. I don't.
1: No, the art, the that computer got fried by a Fuck lightning. Bolt. Was it all digital? No, it was, uh, it, was of, the it was. It was panel, but it was
3: gonna move wrong. like it was gonna be like almost like animated. kind of like yeah, anime. like I like, like, like motion comics, kinda. Yeah, kind of yeah, kind of like the, that. The, the figure,
1: it's hard to explain. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I figured out how to do it. I figured out how to do it in Flash. I yeah. put it all together, and we had like
3: the first one, one. I think was Thor versus Hercules, right? right? Oh, yeah. that's more, dope.
1: We had yeah. like more than one editor um, leave. Who was working on it? So, the, all of a sudden, after the second one, we just didn't have an editor. It just yeah, yeah, like, right, it was like, yeah, everybody forgot that it existed. So, we were like,
3: hey, you know. What about this? this? Yeah. When was this? Early, early 2000s? Cause...
0: Yeah. No, not early 2000s. No, no,
3: yeah, yeah, 1980. What the fuck? <laughs> no, <who's laughs> it like, uh, was like. 2010? See, okay,
2: in my head, the early 2000s was still 10 years ago. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's I know. 20 years that's ago. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. Um,. No, but Tan, but no, fucking Ryan's never given me a goddamn. No, I I busted slot, but and I, I have some I, of
3: the contest of
1: champions pages. <laughs> yeah, like, well, Frank has a bunch of Venom pages. Oh yeah, <laughs> I have all. I I have all
2: that. <laughs> well, no, I want Ryan to get fucking rich. I want him to go and fucking make his money. So I ain't I ain't worried about it. But the Dark Carnage design was kind of done on the spot in the summit while we were fucking like talking about the event and like what he's gonna look like and because um, he is just kind of Null's like silhouette. Yeah, he's like big and tall and lanky, like Slenderman type shit. And then the coolest part to me is that, like, I mean, we've said this in interviews before, but like, he, you can tell that there's not a person in that suit, right. you know. And there is, right? But like, it doesn't look humanoid anymore because so many times when we've given people we being Marvel, we've given people symbiotes. I mean, it looks like, just like look, like a, it looks like Cap with a you know a, a thing, thing on him, yeah, yeah. a thing on him, or or Ben Grimm with a thing on him and everything. And that looks like the new Dark Horse. looks look, looks like a fucking monster. Yeah, you know. And what's to me, what I think is the scariest thing about him is that he is so lanky and like kind of spider-like, but he's like as strong as the Hulk. Yeah, like that's
1: crazy scary. Right. And he's know? huge. And he's huge. Like ten feet tall. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: our good buddy Dylan Sherman, who uh, who Ryan, we actually met at the signing event. Um, uh, he asks, "How's it feel to finally start getting this out to people?" And uh, fantastic, it's fantastic on all fronts. Congratulations, guys!
1: Um, I don't know if I've ever worked on a book this long before having it come out.
3: I know, dude. It's been—I mean, it's been six months.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, because you had the pro—you know—the the, the planning of the event and this and that, and like, what did we meet uh, in that bar to talk about? January. The web of. Uh, January. Yeah. It was fucking January, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and be and beyond that, like
2: ryan and i have known that this was coming yeah coming for two years a year and a half there
1: was something weird about this weight that felt like it felt like it already existed even when it didn't so right. that was kind of good it kind of got me through and the, the fans being so excited for it yeah. helped a lot but yeah uh yeah i mean it, it it was quite the release to get it out there absolutely
2: being able to talk about it being yeah. like Kind of unleash it. What's well, so What's so funny though t- is that there's as much. How do I say this? There's as much time. It's okay. Venom number one by Ryan and I. If you the amount of issues between that and Absolute Carnage, if you add in all the web ofs and all that kind of shit, right? It's about three arcs worth of material um, leading up to Absolute Carnage, and what What's what's it is. Incredibly gratifying to get this out because Ryan and I have always known—I mean, Frank's known too—and when I started on this book, remember I told Mm. you the whole like. Oh, I know, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. 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 The thing is, it it, it is incredibly gratifying to get Absolute Carnage out there, but Ryan and I know what happens next. Right after Absolute (laughs) Carnage, and it's as far away from Absolute Carnage as Absolute Carnage was to Venom Number One. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so now, Mm -hmm. like. The wait for that thing is excruciating. Right. Because, you know, a a year and a half and change ago when I first called you and walked you through the entire thing, none of it has changed since then. But what's cool is that, like, for me as the writer, like, um, writing those scenes finally that we've been been talking about for a year and a half, you know? And then seeing the pages come back and, like... Like, the fucking train sequence. That's a good example. Mm-hmm. I told you a year and a half ago that Cletus was going to push in in front of a fucking train because it's an homage to right. when Venom first showed up and everything. Mm, right. Like, I told you that exact scene like like a year and a half ago. Right. And then seeing the pages come in, getting to write it and everything. And now, um, like, for people who read the book and listen to this podcast, like, when Ryan and I talk on the phone, we don't talk about absolute carnage. We yeah. talk about our next big Venom thing that's happening after this. Right, that's true. Which Frank knows about. I, I
3: I happen to know these guys got their shit planned out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I actually, I know how this all ends, and I can be bribed, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for very little, for like a sandwich. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not like half a sandwich and, you know, having a good one. Not even like a good sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so, it, yeah, it's, it's so grat- gratifying, but now, like, the wait for the next thing is so... So daunting,
0: I guess. Yeah. Uh Chris Orango says, Not a question, just here to say that I really missed Ryan Stegman drawing Pete slash Spidey. My favorite artist to ever lend his talents to the character. And someone else chimed in. I tweeted the sentiment earlier. I think he's one of the best to ever do the character. Just look at the mask detail. Look at him Hey Ryan, you're doing pretty good.
1: That is uh really nice to hear. He's is masturbating that... here. You yeah. can't see it on the Yeah. I mean I there, there's you know, to to be considered with the other guys that have done that character, some of the greatest artists of all time is, uh, you know, pretty incredible. I don't don't agree with these guys because there's too many (laughs) great ones, but I appreciate it. It's kind of like working with Jerry Conway where you're like, what am I going to do now? Because (laughs) I'm drawing Spider-Man and this guy has worked with some of the greatest Spider-Man artists of all time. Yeah, Yeah,
3: I mean, sometimes you, you know, you work with some of these guys and it can be You know, doing one thing. I did a um, when I was writing Wolverine. um, They did a a thing where uh, I think it was Wolverine 175. I want to say they did had Barry Windsor Smith do a sequence. Uh You know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. So I got to work with Barry Windsor Smith. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, wow, Barry Windsor Smith did something. You know that Uh I thought you know was. Drawing something that I, you know, it's pretty fucking cool, man. I like, am you know? Barry Windsor Smith's god. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can, <laughs> I can make him do work for me, Barry Windsor Smith. Monkey, work right. for me. Yeah, exactly. I've
2: I've had the great pleasure of working with so many of my like idols. Like I mean, Ryan, Ryan, like Stegman. Fra- I never <laughs> worked with you, Frank. Um, you can't draw. Um, no, <laughs> I. No, like, um, you know, like, working with Kyle Hotz is such a oh, fun, such an immense pleasure every single time he turns anything in, because, again, like, you know, carnage mind is he doing bomb. pages
1: for you now? Huh? Is he doing pages for you?
2: That fucking interconnecting covers that he's
1: doing? Yeah, for, he didn't do any, he didn't write for Kyle Hotz, one of us. I has. mean, you have to be some sort of a superstar <laughs> to write for Kyle Hotz, you prick. Um, no,
2: but Ryan knows this, and Frank knows this, but our audience doesn't know this, and they're still not going to, because they can't spoil it, but... Um I am working with a legend, um, for something after. Yeah, me. Uh well oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um no, someone that I grew up kinda worshiping. I'm working with them.
1: I meant to ask you, is that still happening?
2: It is confirmed happening. Okay. Um and I'm over the fucking moon about it. And I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um so uh yeah, it's wild, right? Like you get to work with people that you yeah. like grew up reading and shit, you know? It's so much pressure because like you don't want to be the dude who wrote the one shitty thing shitty that that, person, <laughs> but, yeah, that on, dude yeah. did you yeah. know Um but yeah you're, I you're when I was peeing I heard the question your Spider-Man is fucking unreal it has replaced my uh number one spot Spider-Man drawing in my head which is Junior Junior uh, oh yeah uh, your drawing of Spider-Man is now how when I close my eyes when I think about Spider-Man Oh, that's awesome! Well, yeah, we'll make out after the show. Okay, <laughs> or, going, or if we turn the cameras <laughs> on. <laughs> hey,
1: well, guys, we gotta go. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: in a in a similar vein, still talking about Pete showing up finally in this uh, in Eddie's story here. Uh, Donnie, I'll say it was. Uh, we were talking. I told you about it earlier. Um, uh, absolutely love the stuff that you're doing with Pete. I think it's fantastic. And Carlos here uh, echoes that sentiment. And says I loved you guys writing and drawing Spider Man. What are some of your influences, comics or otherwise, for how you write and draw the character in terms of personality and choreography of his movements?
1: Uh, I'm going to answer first because you're going to have a longer answer. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: because you talk a lot. I, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, um... Obviously, I'm hugely influenced by Todd McFarlane uh, and, you know, John Romita Sr., John Romita Jr., sure. etc. But honestly, in this... Uh, in this... Incarnation of him in Absolute Carnage uh, is the first time that I've drawn Spider-Man where I feel like I'm drawing him like myself. Whereas before, I felt felt like I was trying to do different versions of the guys that I love. This was the first time that I was just like, what do I really think about Spider-Man? How do I want to draw him? So, uh, yeah, that, that was something that I felt really excited about was that I, I drew him how I wanted to draw him this time. Anyway, go ahead, then.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, I, I think that in, as much as Ryan is like drawing upon um, the Ramitas and and all those kind of guys, I mean, I, um, I've been reading Spider-Man since I was a little kid. I mean, and so what are my influences? I mean, it's weird. My influence is fucking Spider-Man. Like, he's in It's not just comics,
3: too. It's, it's movies and video games and, yeah. and, and fucking yeah. television shows. You know, the early 60s show. I mean, it's... The 90s cartoon. All of it, man. All you of know it. What I
2: mean? yeah. And Peter's been pretty consistently Peter. And yeah. Like, I feel like I... Uh, Amazing Spider-Man is a book that I've never not bought an issue of since I was able to fucking read and, like, and like buy comics. So, like... Um, I was just same way with Eddie. When I started writing Eddie, his voice came to me like that. I, I, I just I know what Eddie sounds like and I know what Peter sounds like. Um I will say I I, I get uh, I'm in the wrong company to be this emotional about this because Frank's gonna clown on me. <laughs> but I I do sincerely take it really fucking seriously when I sit down and I write scenes that has Peter in it he does mean a lot
1: to me like he doesn't give a fuck about any other scenes (laughs) just the period scenes no
2: i mean i tell you i tell you uh, when we were beating out that first issue um there was a little bit of a not point of contention just some like raised concerns about how the middle section of absolute Carnage is just like a diner scene they just like sit down and talk and they were like well how are you gonna make that interesting and i was like dude you gotta just let me put him in a like, let me put Eddie and Peter in a booth and let them talk, dude. I guarantee you, I will write the fuck out of that. Like, I will, I will. I, it will be compelling. It'll be great. I promise you. Just let me do it because that's that's my favorite scene. The entire issue is just Peter and Eddie talking. Yeah, and, right. um,
3: so, sometimes that's those are the best scenes, honestly. Where you just have a conversation with characters. It's not. Sometimes it's not the big fight scene or, right. or whatnot. It's just. Characters being human, characters... You get to know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, have had such,
1: d- they had such a playful, in, uh, like a great interaction there with one of them being miserable and yeah. you know, right. the other one being... Well, They're such miserable. different characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, I, mean, I I write them they as... They're taking it different ways.
2: Right, I write them as estranged brothers. Right. Uh, where, where they have this bond that they can't ever get away from. It is really difficult to be in a room together and talk because of their history. Yeah. But if one of them needs help, and you're like, oh fuck! Oh my god! Okay, God damn it! I'll come, I'll come see in the hospital. We you know what I'm saying like, um, and so I just I, I love Peter, and so I take that. I think that was I take the longest to write an issue when I have to do um, uh, uh very sin, uh, very um, Peter centric scenes mm-hmm. because I I go over his dialogue, go over it, and go over it, and go over it because I just it's my, he's my favorite character in all of comic books, mm-hmm. and so I. Like, I got you, to, your favorite Spider-Man yeah Peter yeah
3: yours same yours?
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, and Peter and Thor are probably my two my two favorite guys um I got to write some like really special stuff in that issue This the line that I'm really proud of is when Peter tells Eddie that like growing up without a dad sucks man you know um was really nice. For me. I cried like the entire time I was writing. I, I, like, I don't need to hear this. Fuck off, Frank. <laughs> um, this is what real writers do. They, they, they cry. They 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 emote. They bleed on the page, Frank. No, I am um, blind
1: drunk when he writes. I was, yeah. actually,
2: I'm writing, naked. I'm drunk and
3: <laughs> naked writing shit. A <laughs> <The> caveman. <laughs> um,
2: no, there was one thing that I really liked that Ryan did though. Um, when Eddie goes to Peter's apartment. His apartment number is six one six. That was not in the script at all, but it's cool because it's um, Eddie's. Kind of been off in his own little corner uh, in our run the entire time. It was very purposeful. It was very like we wanted to let him shine on his own Mm. and give him his own like mythology and stuff. And when Eddie goes and knocks on Spider Man's door, that is him knocking on the door of the broader Marvel world and like him entering into the Marvel U. And so the number of being six one six, it's literally Eddie knocking on the Marvel door and being like, "All right, God damn it, I can't handle this God, one." We're so brilliant. That's oh, crazy. Wow. Yeah,
1: I didn't even think about that. Really? I, no, I totally did. <laughs> I thought that you did it on purpose. Uh, well, I mean, I, I did put six one six on purpose. Yeah.
2: Well, did there's you, a. There's you a,
3: even a... far more credit than he deserves. Well, there's well,
1: there's also a brilliant little
2: coloring move in that scene too. Is that for 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 for, bring this up, for, yeah. for, for twelve issues now? Um, you, know how, you know how Batman comics are always at night and Superman comics are always Easy during day. the day? Yeah. We wanted to do that with Venom where like every Venom issue is, is nighttime? not only nighttime, but pouring rain. Yeah. Right? Always. Because yeah, I noticed is, that. Yeah. Spider-Man's bright and shiny. we well, yeah. wanted him to have his own world, right? Um, as soon as Eddie walks, or as soon as we see Spider-Man, when we are outside of the apartment, it's raining and it's dark and everything. But as soon as you see Spider-Man, he's next to his window, and the sun peeks through. Uh, I gotta say,
1: so I thought I kind of had that in my mind when I drew it, but I did not have to say anything to Frank. He just did it. Really? Yes. And also, I was gonna say, Frank colors the best Spider-Man. Oh my god! I've ever seen. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. it's fucking Frank. Great. <laughs> yeah, Frank Thierry, Frank- Frank- our colorist. <laughs>
2: Thank you. No, oh, Frank, I didn't
1: realize you were call- you were also Frank Martin. You know
2: what I like, I, and something that else that we Frank did not something else that we did not tell Frank is that he does um uh red and black, not red and blue, right? Which is my favorite Spider Man yeah. costume. Like red and black is where it's at. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yep. saying? Um, but then if you notice, there's one more cool little step when they're in the diner talking. It is daytime outside, but it's raining, which right. is a combination of Spider Man and.
1: I'll, I guarantee you, Frank thought of that.
2: I, I'm sure he did. He, he <laughs> had to, you know. So it's it's just like little shit like that. You That's guys, huh? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> dude. I'm That's dude, better than Watchmen, you I'm know. I'm telling you, <laughs> no, Frank, I'm telling you, uh, top to bottom, from editorial down the entire fucking creative line, everyone is locked in. Yeah, you
3: you it's a it's a good you know haven't worked with you guys, it's uh, you know. I think we're all uh, pretty good at our
1: job. You yeah, had, had such a hard time saying something nice. I <laughs> know!
2: Ah, you guys don't know how. He was shaking when he said it. <laughs> I was like, I like having a seizure on the floor. <laughs> Alright, what's next? Let's do rapid fire rounds.
0: Oh shit, okay, here we go. Wolf Cipher. You guys said Absolute Carnage was originally going to be a regular arc before it got pr- promoted to an event with tie-ins. Before it became an event, would Scream still had been involved in the story?
1: I don't think so.
2: No, 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 because it was supposed to be just arc three.
1: What what we got out of this ha- having it become an event, we got to use anything we wanted. Yeah. So it took it because he would what, have not written. What did written they approach
3: these? you to be this to be an event like this? I mean, you know, what I mean, and especially the scope that it is. It
2: was last year, sometime, Joe and uh, Joe 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 and CB Sobolski were both in LA filming some kind of a Disney thing, and I was living in LA at the time. And they took me out to lunch and told me it was right after the. You know what? It was right after New Comic Con. After New uh, Comic Con. Yeah, right. because we had just had the retreat where I told them about the third arc, which is called Absolute Carnage. Right. And I guess um, uh, the salespeople and the editorial team thought. But originally,
3: it, was it just going to be contained in the book? Or yes. Yeah. Okay. It was going to be just the third arc of Venom. Okay. But like um, I just drew a page with
1: a bunch of characters on it you know which one yeah I, do. I just turn in and there's no way we would have been able to use all those if no the, if this wasn't an event that's so the thing, i think we people, got to expand the scope of something yeah
2: right and we're not like i, I want to be really clear like we're not stretching for content no no like we we would have like it was always going to be tough to fit it in just like the six right. issues of venom well, and it would
1: have been smaller. It would have been a smaller story. And I think that
2: that's what the editorial team and the sales team saw in it. Right. Was like, oh, fuck, that could be...
3: Well, I, even, I would even say with, with the tie-ins, each of the tie-ins, like each of my tie-ins is different, very different, yeah, right. and it tells different stories. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it, so it's not... Uh, I think all the tie-ins are, like... Valid. Know, and valid, and, exa- yeah. exactly. Learned. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Wigner Wagner... If Cletus were to extract codices from Eddie, would he get Eddie's Rexes and Flashes? Can you have multiple? How does it work?
2: No. Um, if you read uh, issue... 8 of Venom, you would see that um, uh, Eddie absorbed Flash's Codex and had it for a brief amount of time, and then it burnt out. The is the, the um uh at least the personality that they that they come with uh doesn't last very long it burns out but the codex stays Uh, the piece of the symbiote stays um so if carnage were to get eddie's codex for a brief amount of time yeah he would have eddie's personality rex's personality and uh and flash i guess i don't know science does the science thing (laughs)
0: Uh, I would like to know the thought. This is Aaron. Sorry, Aaron asks. I would like to know the thought process for thinking up the names of the three chapters.
3: Um.
2: Yeah. Uh. The first, the the three chapter names. People don't know are, uh, the Ble- the bleeding king, which is a great name.
3: I like. That's my favorite. Oh, thanks, the man.
2: Um. Uh. The God Sun and the long red dark. Um. If you really want to know the answer, the bleeding king. Uh. I wanted to. G- Give some kind of a cool name to Carnage and kind of establish the.
3: Well, see that that plays with the ha- the horror vibe. Exactly, you know what I'm saying. I right. think of the Yellow King, uh, you know, when true. The Yellow King. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. So um, I wanted to kind of tie into that kind of like H.P. Lovecraft mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? And I was thinking about like the Crimson King, but that's. In the Dark Towers, yeah, right there. Yeah, that's that's. And true. so I started thinking about it, and then like, well, blood bleeding. I was like, oh, the Bleeding King is fucking tight. Mm, yeah, like yeah. that's what he looks like. It looks like he's always yeah, bleeding, bleeding. Yeah. Um, the Godson um is well, and it's Normie, and yeah. it just it, Normie's the Godson. He sounds so cool. So
1: the Godson was named after the part that Donnie fucked up.
2: Right. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> um, the Godson, the the second chapter refers to Normie, um, and just kind of sinister sounding, you know. Um, the third one's really interesting because uh, I'm a huge fan of True Detective. Um, and it's kind of like, I was reading a lot of H.P. Lovecraft shit and watching the first season, which is obviously very influenced by Lovecraft shit. Um, and I found out, I started reading the scripts for the shows, uh-huh. and each of the scripts has a name. like They like have like a oh, chapter really? name, and the first chapter of True Detective, episode one, is called The Long Red Dark.
3: Oh really? Really? It's was like stole stole it? stolen oh, yeah. stolen. <laughs> it's like that's <laughs> nice. fucking dope. Nicely done. Yeah. So I mean steel hey for look the best. Yeah, right? great
2: writer, steal, brother. Steal yeah. from the best, yeah. man. Yeah. It might have, it might not have been the great the long red dark. It might have been like the long mm. black dark so, something, something uh, it might have been the long red dark, but whatever. That that's yeah, that's I where it came I mean. from. I read that and I was like, That's fucking no, fucking I'm ball.
3: taking that shit. And also if
2: you if you read that third chapter like the long red dark is what that hallway is. Like that that, that yeah. you know, it's right. it's scary as fuck, you know. So yeah, that's the, and and because it was a sixty page issue, and I had never written a sixty page issue, the only thing I could think of pacing wise was just break it up into three issues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I got, right. I, pacing out a sixty page is so hard. No, uh,
3: yeah, I think, but breaking that down it, almost into like issues. Yeah, you know what I mean, you chapters. Give, like you like gave us some room for some nice spreads, yeah. though.
2: Yeah, and those design pages. That the mm-hmm. that the Marvel bullpen did of the red porn and the Venom logo was fucking yeah.
0: great. Should have being great. Cool. Um, well, then your buddy Kenny Porter right here. He's got a question. When will Absolute Carnage get an SNES cover variant?
1: Cover variant. That's cover variant. Be fucking idea. tight, dude. Yeah, like
2: the sh- comic cool. on its side, like maybe we look, need like, a, like a cartridge. Uh, be they, should, they, should,
3: they should do that that's idea stolen
1: yeah Yeah. <laughs> they did
3: that with, with when I did with Jughead the Hunger they did it as a VHS tape oh with, that's with the fucking whole thing, cool be kind rewind sticker on yeah. it and all that shit yeah
1: alright but let's not plug Jughead in
2: why this. not fuck you I am <laughs> plug what I want <laughs> oh, you know what? fuck you I'm actually me. glad that you brought it up because fucking uh, Jughead the Hunger which is a, a book that Frank writes is about uh, fuck some crazy werewolf Cthulhu shit right <laughs> and then I talked Frank into doing Cult of Carnage, which is <laughs> some crazy, crazy werewolf, werewolf cult shit. shit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm the fucking werewolf guy. You're now. the werewolf Cthulhu yeah, cult yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fucking yeah, it, great. It, it is true. Except yeah. no substitutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the fucking werewolf guy. Yeah. Oh well, whatever. There's <laughs> worse things. Is- exactly. Okay. Exactly. So.
0: Eric asks, I've noticed similarities between this new Carnage and a certain 80s B-flick horror movie, from the look to being brought back to to kill people. Uh, was Pumpkinhead an influence on the event or just a coincidence? I'm loving every bit of it so far, I just want to see Carnage succeed.
1: No idea what Pumpkinhead
2: is. No idea. Is. I mean, I know what go. Pumpkinhead is, I've never seen it. No. You know? yeah. Go yeah. yeah, so off
3: base, dude. You're out.
1: You're um, out. Oh, I'm going to look it up ask well, yes, the next. Bit. I think the, I know what it looks like, I remember, but I think,
3: I I've never seen the movie. Is it cuz he's like real is he like real tall and lengthy? I think so, yeah. Maybe that's what it is.
0: Um Josh Link, does Norman still have goblin serum in his veins or is he just a quote normal dude when he's not wearing a symbiote?
3: Good question. That's a really good
2: <laughs> question.
1: <laughs> we can't answer that at the mm-hmm. moment. Read the book.
0: Read the book. Read all the books. So many books. Not not enough books. More books. Um, Kyle, oh, who comes with who comes up with those glorious sound effects like Thwam and Scunch? And how many times does Ryan Stegman say them out loud while working on them?
1: You write some sound effects. I don't know if I even listen to them at all.
2: No. I have I a hard time think.
3: sometimes writing silent sound effects. Like you sit there I've
2: have... I've pretty much I only I all I ever do is like kraboom we're boom or, yeah, yeah me too, I, me too. So, I always just crash. but yeah. I only put him in there because Ryan draws the sound effects in there mm. but I don't think you've ever used a, a one that... You'll use the occasional boom or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But, like, you always change my sound effects. I always just put them in there to, to let you know that you should put a sound effect yeah, in
1: there. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I love drawing my own sound effects, and I've stolen uh, everything I know about doing it from Daniel William Johnson. Oh, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, and he's even... He, not on this book, but he helped... He Back when I first started doing them, every once in a while, you know, he sees all my pages because he's part of my... Uh, posse so to speak yeah and uh he would say hey why don't you do this with the sound effect and then i kind of learned from him how to place them in the scenes.
2: that's so so funny i never put that together because you know daniel warren johnson and i did a book called ghost Fleet, at dark horse something years ago and there's um yeah 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 your sound effects look a lot alike
3: yeah so you're ripping off his sound effects is what what you're saying what's that you're ripping off his sound effects yes Okay. Yes. I We're
2: agree. just really good thieves, dude. I mean that's
1: I mean I love Daniel's work so and he does some of like the most exciting stuff in comics, so
2: Absolutely. His there's if you want I mean like action scenes, if you want like movement on a page, him and Trad Moore both yeah. are just like it's it's unfucking real.
1: Yeah. Read Murder Falcon, Shh. go on. And hey, well, read Ghost fleet but okay. Ghost sleep, Murder Falcon, <laughs> Extremity. Silver Surfer Black yeah, silver, silver, Black. I tried one.
0: Jughead the Hong <laughs> <laughs> um, Z- Zayer, Grey Knight. At the end of the book, there's a section with Cassidy's file, and it has his date of birth as 1993. Is that really his date of birth canonically now? If so, I feel old as a 91 baby.
2: Um, I think that's meant to be more um, just like a little nod to his first appearance.
3: Um, None of that shit sticks Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's
2: the and... slighting Marvel timeline, yeah. right? Like, when, you know it Ben might... Grimm
3: and Reed uh, Richards were in World War II so, Right, you know, yeah So we yeah.
2: Count. I, I wouldn't, you know what, with all that kind of shit I would say don't take it too seriously yeah. And just have a good time
0: I think this is a good one We'll call this one the last one I think it's a good one uh, Guerrero AD asks Will Chip Zdarsky draw a variant Absolute Carnage cover?
1: Absolutely the fuck not. Yeah, after what he did to me on this Are podcast? Are you out of
3: your fucking mind? Why would you even bring that fucking name up? Why do you, what did he do to me on the podcast?
1: He came on my <laughs> podcast. Rude.
3: Completely He's rude r- from to beginning again. to end. No decorum. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. listened to that yeah. podcast, and honestly, Ryan,
2: I'm really proud of you for how you handled that because he was <laughs> so <laughs> massively out of line.
1: I don't listen. Chip Zadarski does not exist to me anymore. The He's dead, dead. All right, he'll never be on this podcast hey, again. Barry with always
2: paid for Eisners, by yeah. the way.
1: Yeah, paid for. He did, that's what he didn't mention. That's yeah. that's the hot burn I've come up with when I that I couldn't think of in the moment. Honestly, I really
2: <laughs> I used to really like Chip, and then I listened to the podcast and I couldn't believe. You know what? He would have never done that if I were in the room. <laughs> you know all
1: right We're, we are joking Chip. we love Chip I'd be mean, awesome to have her
2: have, have I did, did
1: I, I have a um I Griffin I I and I came up with a plan the other day for what his next appearance will be, and I'll tell you about it. I'll, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, he'll he'll be back. I just want, but he covers is that, shit, and he's an asshole, and I hate his. Guys.
2: I want to use the sketch cover you did of him as <laughs> as a variant. Oh, so
0: good. Oh, so good.
1: He. It's getting to the point where I could do like a string of Chip Zdarsky variants. i oh I just God. take like covers and put Chip Zdarsky. like on Daredevil
2: taking his mask <laughs> off and being Chip and shit. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, no, Chip, Chip's amazing. You know, I, I I am one of the only. Marvel writers to ever work with Chip as an as an artist. Um, And so I would love to. Chip and I have talked about doing a sequel to our Peter talks to a spider from Doctor Strange thing. It's something with Venom, like in that same style. Right. But I don't know what it would be because like, you know, Spider-Man has a spider, Venom has a snake? Whatever the fuck fuck it is, you know. So Peter talks to a symbiote whatever yeah. the fuck could be fun um, but yeah whenever Chip wants to when he's finds a hole in his schedule from winning awards well
1: you know when he stops being a coward
3: whoa. yeah yeah whoa. <laughs> well Frank you're a coward too whoa whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Frank Line, is that where you're selling fireworks after that? That, that is, is. Yeah. that is <laughs> that
3: is that's I, actually that is where we should sell fireworks that's the name of these hands fireworks <laughs> exactly.
0: uh. alright well hey I think that's gonna do us for twitter questions this round um, guys why don't you all sound off before I close us out what's coming up this new comic book day is anything else from Absolute Carnage coming out maybe what do you guys wanna, wanna talk about real quick before we end it when
3: well, my shit comes out I wanna say is it next week uh, does it should have a title what? Uh, well, uh, I think Deadpool versus Carnage comes out first, number one. And then Lethal Prote- uh, Protectors comes out, I think, at the end of the month. I thought
1: Lethal
2: Protectors came out next week. No. no. You, 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 that's what they originally called us. We don't know. Is the oh, line. no. Separation Anxiety comes out next week along with... And then that, that pulls
3: the following week I think that pulls the following week and then lead to Protect I think that's right Wait, yeah. Separation Anxiety is at the Brian level one with the yeah. Oh, that one's awesome It's fucking dope Yeah It's crazy
1: dope yeah, Honestly
2: for sure. Like, essential reading for the things Brian's that happen
1: Brian's doing some next level storytelling stuff that Super fucking blows good blows my mind
2: Yeah, he leveled up like yeah. crazy in that issue You can tell he's having fun Oh, yeah he he does. He redesigned a bunch of new characters in that, or yeah. existing characters that look. Yeah, they, Bri-
1: well, Brian and I are tight, so he was he was Brent's sending cool me as uh, he was as he was doing them. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm super excited for that one. Yeah, yeah. If you're reading the podcast, it
2: something. oh, that'd be great. If you're reading the Venom tie-in that I'm writing uh, 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 for Absolute Carnage, Separation Anxiety, that the one shot it factors in heavily into what I'm doing over there. Um, I think that's all the absolute carnage shit next week
1: i'll say this uh thanks to everybody who's read absolute carnage and tweeted at us it's it's been completely insane i didn't think that anything could be more insane than the day that uh superior spider-man came out on twitter the amount of uh tweets i was seeing and everything but this is like i feel like this has doubled it so it's i mean
2: honestly i can't every time i refresh by the time i read it i have to refresh again and it's just i mean, it's it's been days now of just right. like I yeah and like yeah let's it's just awesome say that people. I mean Ryan and I have both talked about this we I, if we don't get back to you and say like thank you for the nice words or anything it's literally because we just we can't it would be also a dicks yeah all dicks <laughs> because they're dicks yeah um, <laughs> it's been overwhelming and um, you know if it, you guys
1: could take some of the tweets praising us and instead some the Frank Thierry and write uh, Jughead The Hunger instead. Yeah. That, I'll, I'll accept that.
3: Yeah. I'll, absolute, I'll take all the... the absolute, jug. absolute Jughead. Absolute Jughead.
2: You know some other company's gonna steal our absolute title and do something oh, yeah. I, How about right. this? I just did it now. Yeah, I, it's I, 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 done! I'm totally done! That is
3: totally happening, man. You can't trademark a spiral, <laughs> bitch. That is it. That is done. <laughs> um, I'm robbing but, all this shit, man.
2: Sincerely, it's been a book in the making for over a year now, and... Um, you know, Ryan, we talking. Ryan and I were on, on the phone talking about it as late as the night before, a little nervous about it's gonna be good or anything. And it's just been overwhelmingly positive And um, can't thank you guys enough.
1: Yeah, and also, like to me, this is strange because it feels like this is like a like an apex uh, career wise. But then right, it's all and, downhill from here. You well, guys no, I know what's you guys going are going are next. And this yeah, is not the, This is not even close. So yeah, you know, <laughs> the the train's gonna keep going up the mountain. Mm. Yeah. You know how trains go up mountains. Yeah, you know how the baby going up mountains and <laughs> shit, right?
2: Uh yeah, keep reading. Um and, and uh, uh, we will release our like uh walkthrough episode of absolute carnage sometime next week.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Stay tuned for the full uh the full breakdown of issue one. I think uh, that's gonna be super awesome. So hey, Ryan, Donnie, and Frank fucking Thierry. Frank fucking Thank thierry, being, baby. <laughs>
3: that's right. Buy my books. <laughs> <laughs> or a don't, you know well you know yeah I want you to buy my fucking books that's why I'm on this thing you think because I like these two assholes
0: (laughs) hey can we get everybody (laughs) (laughs) can we get everybody's twitter handles where can he find you guys it's
2: just crazy that Frank was able to skype in from prison like this go ahead what's
3: your Uh, Well, my twitter it's the Frank Terry is you know on the twitters and what's, what's it on Pornhub it's, on, it's your mother. It's perfectly <laughs> frank. It's, it's <laughs> Ryan Stegman's mother on porn. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ryan Stegman on Twitter.
2: At Don Cates, if you don't know by now you
0: That's them. I'm Griffin. You can find me at Griff Sheridan. And, of course, Ethan is sitting here being the best Rewind Boy possible, being quiet, making sure that uh, we don't spoil absolute carnage. Whoops. Uh, He's at Tales to Astonish. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of Stegman and his amazing friends. You can find us at Stegman Show. Stay tuned for some more behind-the-scenes stuff and be on the lookout for whenever. I'm all like, hey, we need questions for the next episode, folks. So if you didn't hear one answered this time around, try and get in there on the next one uh, because there will certainly be more. You can also email us at stegmanandfriends at gmail.com. The mailbag episode's coming, guys. Uh just give it a minute. Uh, but we'll 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 get there. We've been I've been seeing it roll in. Uh, and the iTunes reviews as well as you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read those too. They're so good. Uh we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. And to everybody that came out to Vault of Midnight, that was awesome. Thank you. And hey spread the word on the show. If you know someone that you think would be into it, please Send them our way. Smash that like uh, button. Smash that like button. Leave a comment. Smash, subscribe. Fuck that like. Uh, hit the bell hit icon. That like uh, and whatever the fuck the other things you got to do. I don't know. We are the best podcast. The new gold standard for podcasts with Marvel people on it or not. <laughs> the new gold standard for podcasts. Period. I'm putting the feathered review on the cover. Screen. Basically. how you looking
1: looks good uh yeah you guys say something so i can see where your levels are at. Say oh something. fuck you oh frank's level shot way through the roof <laughs>